I used to sing to my boys when they were little. I didn't know lullabies or anything, so I would just sing songs. And it doesn't matter what you're saying, as long as you say it in a nice, calm voice, it's very soothing. So one of the songs I sang was Blink-182. Another one was Yesterday by the Beatles, and those were probably the only two that they really liked. I'm gonna go with Yesterday. Yesterday, all my troubles seemed so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Suddenly, suddenly, <laughs> I'm half the half man, man I, I used to be. be I got my one shoulder hanging <laughs> off of me. <laughs> wow, Steve. Yeah. Like, I almost wanted to press some vinyl there, man. Okay. What's going on? So that... <laughs> That you two are the first human beings that are older than diapers. two months old than diapers. <laughs> I'm half asleep. That have heard that. So <laughs> that yeah. was a beaut, man. Honestly, right. that was very, very good. Thank you so much for opening up the show, there, Steve. All right. I'm here again. Where are we at? We're at uh, Jim Carrick Hall. Eric Hall. We're, We're at Carrick Hall the in the room. office here. It's dark out because uh, I guess the hours go back uh, this weekend. Exactly. Yep. So with time change, but we're, we're here with Steve Ipeck from Bosch Tools Canada. That's right. And uh, what are we going to talk about here, Steve, today? I want to talk about absolutely anything you guys want to talk about. I want to talk about how much I love working at Bosch, what an amazing company it is. And I'm just going to go on and on, and you guys are going to get bored. Nope. No, nope. yes. the one thing I do want to say is that I actually can't stand Bosch. I can't stand yeah. Bosch tools. <laughs> I can't even stand the color of Bosch. It just everyone knows me from Instagram knows yeah. I love Bosch. Yeah. That's just a fact, right? Yeah, we love you too. I'm a Bosch guy. You're a Bosch guy, aren't you? I was a Bosch guy. Oh, you I think were before Bosch <laughs> was even a thing. knew they were Bosch. <laughs> yeah. In the '70s, yeah. we had hammer drills. You know what? I should actually. Go after Bosch for my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't have the impact there. That's right. right. That's right. what it was. So you're going to blame Bosch on Remember that Walter one. Metabo? Yep, I do. Yeah. So yep. That's, that was in our toolbox. Bosch hammer drills and uh, Metabos. That's all you needed. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So I want to actually start with a construction bone to pick. Anybody got a bone? Jim, you got a bone to pick? Or Steve, you got a bone to pick? I'd have to think. What, what's, what's recently happened? Something that's happened. Oh, so yeah. much has happened. I'll tell you what. You know what? You know what pisses me off more than anything. What's that? Is guys that complain about my power tool influencers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you saying a jab, jab? But you know Jesus. what though? This is open conversation, Steve, because I do have a jab with those oh. guys. I'm sorry to say, but I do. We can get into that world. You know what he's talking about? No, what? I did a post recently where I was jabbing at the two reviewers, calling them tourists of construction. I don't, I don't know if you, if you look at Instagram Monday mornings or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually thought I was being really creative by calling them tourists because they do fit the bill of tourists. They show up on job sites for a brief amount of time. They see what's going on. They try a brand new tool, and then they leave. It's funny you talk about that. We, I had this conversation <laughs> last night. Steve, you brought it up first, I man. Did. Yeah. I did. Last regretting, night, regretting with, every moment of that. With my girlfriend. And, she, and, and it came right out. She goes, and regardless of what the subject is, she goes, what makes them experts on this? That's a very good question. When, you know, I mean, I won't get into what exactly she was talking about, but she had a point. She goes, this is the first time... This person has done this. Mostly. How do they become experts in their 
preaching to the masses. I'll tell you, they're expert communicators, and I need them. I, I'd, I'd I give you I, that. I do. I, I'd give you that. communicators, and they've got the reach that I don't. And if they reach 20 people that never heard of Bosch, that's, that's a good thing for me. It's, an, yeah. it's another 20 people. Yeah. But is the real question, yeah. and I don't know if you can answer this or if you want to answer this, are they actually increasing sales? That's a really good question. Um, I, because I learned from my days in advertising that I always found it really strange when I did, let's say for argument's sake, an Anheuser-Busch commercial, and mm -hmm. they were spending 250 k to shoot a commercial. Mm -hmm. I was always of the mindset asking the execs, okay, is this going to sell more beer? And they couldn't quantify that. Couldn't answer, yeah. Yeah. They couldn't answer. They couldn't say that if someone was watching a show and a, a commercial came on and all of a sudden they go, you know what? I'm actually craving that particular brand, that particular beer. I'm going to go buy that beer. So yeah. when I see these influencers and they're talking about your product and you're getting out there, is it influencing someone to go actually buy that product? Yeah. And I don't think you can quantify it. No, I don't think you can. But I'll tell you, there's two things that I need done. First, I need people who don't know about Bosch to know about Bosch. And that, that I need to happen first because you can't buy something if you don't know about it. Then the next step would be for our distributor partners to get in the action, make sure that they carry that product and make sure we're working together. And then folks that buy tools see it at a reasonable price. And then they recall that guy Manny with the crazy eyes got on and showed the scanner that morning. And <laughs> By the way, I do love that scanner, the thermal scanner. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. dude, like this is a toy that, you know, if you had it in your arsenal, you were doing really well or you like to spend a lot of money. But this is a reasonably priced scanner that, you know, you throw on the radiant tube on your house. You can actually see all the lines, man. Really? It's wicked. Yeah. And it takes photographs. It yep. saves the images. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It does the dual uh, where you can see the thermal and live image mm -hmm. at the same time. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes it's hard to read. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. Over, overlay. I got to yeah. show it. It's not in my van because I got my personal vehicle right now. But it's a cool, I use it almost every day. I it's, like just tinker around with it's it. It's really good for um, if you're doing any kind of retrofit work or something's broken to, to yes. identify where it's broken and not destroy an entire wall or floor. Nice. And you can... Yeah, you can. You got to give it a try. You got to give it a try. But yeah, we'll get. Cool. We'll dive a bunch yeah. into this. Yeah, we'll, yeah. I want to yeah. dive a lot about Bosch and all these other tools and. But going, like, you know what? Going back to what you were just talking about, like getting those influence out there yeah. and all that kind of stuff. If you look at it from a, I mean, it's the same point of view. I mean, I look at, as soon as you talked about, you know, like to get it out there, and you're, you know, it's blue. It's kind of like pizza, pizza. Yeah. You know what I mean? 967, 1111. That thing is beaten into your head that, you know, that stuck. jingle. You know, it's stuck in that, there. Right? And You'll the never forget. Number. You never forget it. Yeah. So, right, oh, I'm going to get a pizza. Oh, shit, 967, you know, boom. But that's what you're talking about, Steve. Yeah. It's like that you need to get those people that are maybe not aware of that. Yeah. Exactly. To, to just right. even get a glimpse of it. Yeah. So, I mean... That's, the more you, you say Bosch, 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 Bosch. The more you say it, it's got to get in that right. consideration set. Yeah. I, I, need to, I need people to be aware of it first. And then once they're aware of it, then we can start talking about why it's good or why it's better See, or I why think, it's more I think, efficient. Yeah. You know, for you guys, you, you should be going after the younger masses now, like the guys that are coming out of trade school. And that's why the social media. Yeah. Right. You know how many guys I've actually met, younger guys? I mean... <laughs> in their 20s they are heavily influenced because you're right they are heavily influenced by those social media posts and seeing what's going on but they're also very heavily influenced by it. they told me a brand rep 
would come to the school mm-hmm. and either let them use a bunch of tools. And guess what would happen to that kid? Oh, for sure. They're hooked. It hooks. Yeah. yeah. Because it worked for them in school. It actually was their beginning. They got onto a job site. They go, you know what? I'm going to buy this brand because I, I used it. I worked it. I liked it. Yeah. So I'm going to try it. And all of a sudden they get hooked on that brand and they yep. stay that way. So it does work. It does work. Yeah. It does work. I want to get into a bunch of that, but first I want to start off with a little construction history. All right. I want man. to see if Jim might know this because uh, I don't know. You might know this. Okay, Steve. Oh. Who invented the pickup truck? The pickup. <laughs> and what year? No Henry idea. Henry Ford. I was going to say Ford, nope. but the, nope. he, he was probably nope. long, long yeah. gone. Unfortunately. Gottlieb Dahmer, a German. Love those Germans. Love those Germans. And 1896. 1896. So he actually praised his pickup truck saying that it had a maximum payload of 3,300 pounds, but a lot of people questioned that at the time. That's a lot, 3,300 pounds. 1896. 1896, 3,300 pounds. What was it powered by? Uh, 1.1 two-cylinder engine. It was a horseless wagon fitted with that size engine, made four horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a floppy disk in today's age, eh? They don't make those two bangers like they used to. <laughs> so it, it, Chevrolet didn't come into the game until 1918. Really? 1918. But they basically took a car body and just chopped off chopped the back. Off. And they yeah. called it a pickup truck. Then Ford came in at 25. El Camino. It basically was an El Camino. El Camino. Right? But then what happens, cars were getting lower yep. and you couldn't chop off the back. So they had to make their own frame for the pickups, and that's where it started to grow. And then it goes into uh, the 20s. Chrysler acquired the Dodge brothers, and that's how Dodge got into the game in 29. So it was Chevy first, Ford second, and Dodge. And it's kind of what it is right now in the market, isn't it? I think Ford's probably Ford's number one? I think so. So I just thought that was kind of interesting that uh, that's where the evolution of pickup trucks came from. Good for you, man. I didn't know that. And then I guess the other question is, why? Are they called pickup trucks? Pick it up and throw it in the back. Basically, 100 years ago, he would modify it, and all of a sudden, people would just haul things by throwing it up, and they would pick it up. Pick it up. Pick up truck. I would have gone with that. <laughs> that was a little he history. Says, he little says after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my answer. Yeah. A, B, or C, or all the above. <laughs> so, okay, we're talking to Steve Ipeck from, uh, on IG. It's at Bosch Tools Canada. And then on the website, it's www.boshtoolscanada.ca. Correct. So if you got any questions about Bosch, reach out to him. Reach out through him, through DM. Do you handle the, the Instagram? No, actually, it's uh, Jennifer. Okay, um, yeah, she I think handles- yeah. Yep. But you never, our, you get the message. Well, you get my Manny Mondays. That's what well, you get. I, I, once in a while, I hack into the account and I'll, uh, I'll interject, but it's handled by Jennifer primarily. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to remember exactly what I said on that one. I, I upset a few people on Did that you one. Did go offside? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it was a little too offside. I don't offside. know if it was offside. I think uh, there was a little bit of truth in it. Silence. There's always <laughs> a little bit of truth in what you say, man. <laughs> All right, so let's finally get into Bosch, okay? And what's new? What's coming next year? Since we're not going to have yeah. a world of concrete and we're not going to really have an IBS, how are you guys going to how are you guys going to do that? How are you going to introduce new tools now? We've got a bunch of new stuff coming. Unfortunately, the folks that have been following us for years now have heard us say that for the past couple of years. We've had a few delays on some of our big launches. And then just as we're ready to launch, COVID hits. hits. Imagine an engineer who needs a, a lab and equipment working from home. You're not getting anything done. No. So that all got delayed again, you know, and this time 
my hands are in the air. It's not my fault. But we've got a whole bunch of stuff coming, and we're going to do virtual. We're going to do everything virtually. We have, you no have choice. To. Yeah. And yeah. People log in. Yeah, people log in. If they want, we're going to do like media events. Um, our U.S. Our U.S. friends are going to be hosting media events. You can log in. Uh, but you know what? I think the the bigger deal for me here in Canada is less about media and, and less about that and more about getting out with our distributors and making sure that they're aware of everything. That I'm really excited about early next year. The yeah. influencers come into play again. That's right. That's they right. do, right? But I mean, I've always spoken about the guy on the construction site is the influencer that I want to speak to. Well, that's who what I would... That's it, It's know. funny you should mention that because there there's a, there's a couple of things. There's there's the, the social media guy who mm -hmm. has hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers. I need that. I need that young kid because he, he or she is going to grow up loyal to a brand when you talk to them that young. But then there's a different influencer and there's the job site influencer. So yeah. whenever you go on a job site, and let's be clear here, when I go on a job site, I'm not working. I'm, you know, it's an event. People stop working. Yeah. And right. they come over to talk about T-shirts and swag and, hey, what's new? When I say, you know, when I visit a job site, you always see the guy who's the expert, who everyone turns and looks to for advice or their opinion. They're the job site influencer. And they're the, like, they're the last piece. You know, if you can convert one or two of those guys on the job site to be a believer in your oh, product. They're, they're the hardcore, right? That's the tough, that's the tough sell. Yeah. yeah. So. But what makes them dedicated to what they're already using? This is the double-edged sword, right? Like it is. You, you get upset with you get upset with people when they're like, "No, I'm loyal to a different color tool." Sorry, and you get upset because they're not open-minded. But but you don't want them to be open-minded when they're loyal to your your color tool, right? Right. Exactly. So you got to respect that loyalty. You have to respect it. You can't you can't insult that. But we've always said, like I've always said this, that you whatever tool works for you. Yeah. Like I've seen guys like, trust me, I love your HEPA vacuums. Like yeah. I love your HEPA vacuums. And I also love seeing the expression on the young guys going, why is that vacuum making that drum beat sound there? What's going on there? And they don't even realize what it's doing. It's cleaning the filter. It's man. cleaning the filter because yeah. we're so used to. But I also in the same breath, a lot of these guys have that beat up one that we find at the big box stores that could suck so much and go through everything. Mm. And, uh, and it still works. It still beats up, but you have to beat that filter. So it's like, I've always said that you have a mixed bag. If you're mm -hmm. a contractor, yep. you have a mixed bag of tools. Yep. Not everybody is completely loyal to one color. No. Something else came up and you chose it and you worked with it, right? And it did, it did well for you. And yeah, but, you I think it, but everybody has a different color of each tool. You know, like the Sawzall. Somebody would like yeah. your Sawzall, right? Or Milwaukee Sawzall. Do you want me to correct them? <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? That yeah. Usually the, the guy... The reciprocating that's, song? <laughs> that's what I there you go. That's would right. you, yeah, would you like a Kleenex or a tissue? Yes, Which one would you right. want? Do you, I still own a Sony Discman. <laughs> Discman. <laughs> Discman. <laughs> they've, earned, they've earned the right. That's they've product. That right. That's, so that's, so. that's yeah. honestly, that's yeah. great yeah. marketing where it yeah. just sticks well, in you. It goes you. back to the pizza pizza thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It does do that. So, But I, I've also been in the mind that, and you correct me if I'm wrong here, Steve, there are certain trades that are loyal to certain brands yep, for that reason. And I, could, yep. I can honestly say concrete guys are Bosch guys. I think every concrete guy I've ever met has an SDS, has yeah. the breaker, has, like, they have those tools. We, they, got, we have two of the breakers yeah. in the back, right? Yeah. They're, yeah. They're Bosch. You can't kill them. 
that's what it is, yeah. right? And then also, I think a lot of guys, you, you'll on the carpentry side, you'll get yellow, but you'll still get some. You'll get the teal, and you get the blue, right? Yeah. Is what you get end yep. up going on. But it depends also geographically where your family it tree is. is from. That's right. I'm sorry to say, but if you're Eastern European, you're leaning towards the teal or the blue. Yep. That's where you're going. And then if you are North America, yeah, you are going to go the yellow. Yep. You know, and then I always try to pick people's brain. And, and if they're European, I ask them if there's a lot of yellow going on over there. They say that it is, it isn't, and I'm not exactly sure. But it's like every trade is different. So I don't yeah, know who it yeah. is, right? So other than that, I mean, I, I've been a fan of your table saw, your miter saw, the impact, the freak has been working. You know the freak, right? The, the impact gun? Yeah. Yeah, but they recently launched the freak, which was, it has a half inch and a quarter inch. Oh, wow. Yeah, two and one. So see, I'm on the tools yeah. a lot now. No, you're not. That's <laughs> as you shouldn't be, right? But I mean, that's, that's the game changer because if yeah. you're a deck builder... You got the quarter inch Deck for your, fence. Yeah. That, that, yeah. it works Absolutely. perfectly for you, right? Yeah. What are people saying bad about Bosch? Are they saying bad anything? Like, I mean, I yeah. know that yeah. when I last saw you probably in the trade circuit there, Steve, I was like, it was good to see that you guys were making more of an impact because I always felt that you guys were just on the side Yeah. and then you let the other three kind of hammer things out. I think for years, and I say years, I mean decades, we've been, we've been in this country for decades. You know, Bosch started the company in the late 1800s. We've been yeah. around for almost 150 years. We're not a marketing company. We're an engineering company. And it's I funny. think that's what we're trying to change. Right? It's funny because how many years ago did, yeah. were we working together? Yeah. And it was the same. Yeah. Right? Because I said, guys, like you've got one of the best tools out here. Talk why about it. You more, yeah. Right? Why are you so and quiet about it? Why are you so quiet about yeah. it? Right. Yeah. I was wondering about that. Yeah. And it's 100% now I'm, I'm the marketing manager at Bosch now and that's 100% on my shoulders. So if I don't change it, then right. I've been talking all these years about, we're not a marketing company. Well, now I've got no excuse. It's all on me. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got a great product. I yep. mean, why not flaunt it? Right. Yeah. It was funny. A few podcasts back, I actually did a little bit of history and I let there's a certain percentage of money that Bosch company, parent, yes. yep. the main company, gives back. Like yeah, an insane amount. We are, it, Bosch is actually a privately held company. It's actually a charitable organization. It's 92% owned by a charitable organization. I didn't know this until yeah, I found uh, out about it. Yeah, yeah. there's no stockholders. The, the only stockholders are the charitable foundation. Something like 60 to 100 million euro every year go wow. to, to education to hospitals yeah. schools isn't that insane yeah. that is and that's yeah. amazing that's yeah every year like there's yeah. your marketing tool man <laughs> but you guys are quiet about it that's yeah. the thing about like, it and which is really nice but i think more and more guys need to know this i think yeah. so I, I think that's a big feather yeah. in your hat it's pretty like, cool it is very cool it's one of the best things about working there you can feel good i mean we're not you know we're not curing diseases or anything but you know, at least at the end of the day, you know, you're working for a company that cares. That's pretty cool. But you're building communities. Like, I wow. mean, yeah, you guys invented SDS. Yep. We invented SDS. You guys invented X-Lock. Yep. T-Shank. So, T-Shank jigsaw blades. Yeah. yeah so these are jigsaws. all, these are all being adapted by the whole market. Right. Yep. And, and it's yep. nice to tell the young guys that, by the way, you realize that that was invented by that. Yep. You know, and they're like surprised by it because they think like music, if you speak to anybody in their 20s. <laughs> Oh, that's an amazing track. Yeah, it was great back in the 60s and 70s that they're sampling it from. Yeah. <laughs> so they, there's an original they, they source. It. They discovered it. Air they quotes. discovered it. Air yeah, quotes. it's a new track yeah. on Autotune. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. amazing. No, it's not. Listen to the original. Yeah. But yeah, you, so you guys have... What else is there that you guys came up with that the market has adapted? 
Starlock. Starlock, yeah. Xlock, most recently. Which I Grinders. love. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. SDS, SDS Plus, Jigsaw, what else? Yeah, the T, yeah, T Shank. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff's industry standard. So, what do you think is your biggest out? The SDS? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure, right? Yeah. SDS is is really important to us. The hammer business is. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I think it was a game changer when that yeah. came out, right? You yeah. could actually work all day on it. Yeah. And not yeah. feel like you were run over all day. Yeah. 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 Which Back is, in 75. That's when it was introduced? Yeah, 75. It took a while for everyone to get on board um, and make it the standard, but it was invented in 75. I remember my very first 650 square foot basement I rented, and I had the crazy idea of paying attention to some building envelope information. And I thought of the idea of using some one inch shiplap styrofoam and then plywood and tapcon in it. And, and then I figured out the calculations, 28 tapcons per sheet of plywood for 600 square feet. And I was using a hammer drill until the next job I did. And I used an SDS and I was like, what the, are you kidding me? Like it took me a day and a half to do all those tapcons in in the, all those sheets and then it took me hours to do it with an SDS and my arm wasn't dead. Dude, we didn't even have tap guns back then. <laughs> <laughs> we were one of these. What do you call that? White white knuckle yeah. white knuckle oh. syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, you know we we had the uh, the nail ins, right? We were, oh, all, yeah. we were hanging ductwork. So we had all the hangers. We would do probably three, four hundred of those a day. That kills your shoulder. <laughs> T- tell him about it. Yeah. I know, I know. I yeah. don't need to tell him. He's telling yeah. me all about it. But, yeah, but no, things have come a long way. It's crazy to it's see. It's different stuff. from the seventies, the eighties, and now, right? And now yeah. the big thing now, which I'm glad is happening, is dust yep. extraction. Yep. Like that's huge, right? Yep. I just, uh, it's, it's really funny when you talk to kids and like, put the mask on, man. What's wrong yep. with you? Put a suction on there's, it. Put vacuum on it. There's two different schools, though, right? You get old school doing the <laughs> doing the circuit. You know, you do shows and stuff. I've seen a couple of young young guys come up and go, that outfit there with the vac, the shroud, the the cover, I, I want that. I'm not working, I'm not breathing that stuff in. I want to live. And then you get the other guys who are like, no, nah, I'm indestructible. Don't worry about that. Okay, right? so those are dumb guys. Let me tell you about the indestructible. They're yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. My buddy that worked beside me mm. has 50% of his lungs now because yeah. breathing in all that concrete dust. So they, I think they call it concrete lung. Yeah, he, guy's shot. That's it. Like he, yeah. he walks up a half a flight of stairs and he's, oh, wow. You know? Yeah. Lately, I've been paying attention to hearing. Hmm. Like I, I did the Profasco podcast and we were talking about decibel levels and, and yep. talking about the right protection for the right tool and everything is different. And basically every single tool out there requires <laughs> hearing protection. Oh, for sure. Every single tool out there. Yep. And we know that we've been caught in between joists with an impact gun. And it just amplifies at that point. Yeah. So I've been noticing lately ever since I did that podcast, or maybe it's just my age, that I am a lot more sensitive to these sounds. So I don't care about putting on the earmuffs and then protecting my ears, right? Yeah, back in the semi, we never had any of that. Or we, you just, were did, never, we just didn't do it. You, ne- you weren't even educated to do it. Nobody no. was telling you to do it. No. But no. thus, yeah. So all the, now you guys have vacuum attached like for any size SDS. Yeah. Like as far as six inch, right up, uh, right up to our breakers, we've got dust collection for our breakers. Oh yeah. wow, eh? yeah, it attaches around the the collar, down by the bit, the the working end of the bit, and um, it, it it won't pick up the chunks, but the fine, the, just the, the fine. stuff, that's the, the stuff that gets in your the airborne, yeah, yeah, the airborne stuff, stuff that, that gets you. in your lungs. That's what it catches. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. 
silicosis, they call it. Because the thing is, you want these young kids to be in this, you know, you want them to get into this industry and love this industry, but you also want them to be old. You know what I mean? Like, I, I remember my daddy's a bricklayer, and he was like, he'd have a hard time getting out of a chair sometimes yeah. in his 50s. And I was like, going, what is, what's this? Like, this is the, I know that's what it is. But I mean, uh, we don't. We want these young kids to understand that. Put on the protection. Put yeah. on the vacuum. Yeah, so but can, then you get, you know, you get the old bastards like me that are running the company, and they they feel that that it's cutting down production, right? I'm not saying I do that, but you can see that happening. Do a you lot. think it is cutting down production? Um, I think the tools are a lot better that they're speeding production. True. True. So true. I mean, it's kind of maybe it's making production equivalent. You know uh, what? I guess if you you know if you you got to set it all up. You got to plug this in. You got to do that. You got to do that. I mean, at the end of the day, you know what though? I mean, if you've got a dust collector on the end of your bit and you're collecting all the dust rather than going up and spending an hour cleaning up after sweeping yourself, it up, because you got to you got to clean yeah. up after yourself. That's uh-huh. part of the yeah. game. <laughs> if you're on our job sites, yeah, but and it's not everybody's job that's site. True. If you're doing it right, you got to clean up after yourself, yeah. and yeah. that is zero value added time. There's no value to that work. No. No. So you're the, not getting the paid less for that. you do that. No, you don't get that back. Right? Yeah. That's money so out of your pocket that is about efficiency it's you know if and there's different ways we can talk to people if if you're the if you're the uh i'm the indestructible type okay do you want to keep more money in your pocket well then don't clean up right. clean up while you're working there's an angle for you or how about this mr you know construction owner if the technology exists to prevent silicosis and you didn't buy it for your team guess who's going to come suing you in 20 years yeah it's true right just like asbestos it's yeah, true. It's right. very, very true. They can so, come after you for that. Yeah. We made it available. You chose not to use it. You can't sue me. Yeah. But if you didn't make it available, it's your people choice, are going to come after choice, you. choice, right? Yeah. yeah. It's your choice. Yeah. What I'm really wondering right now, Steve, is why don't uh, Jim and I have a Bosch hoodie? That's a, <laughs> that is a great question. That's a good looking hoodie there, this man. Is, this I is need actually, a zip front because I can't <laughs> lift my shoulder. Into I'll it. tell you. <laughs> this is from my friends uh, in Montreal, Tony Power Tools. They made they made a bunch of hoodies and they sent it out to me uh, just to just to say thank you. But nice. uh, does I it do, say, I does do it say some, Tony on the back? I can't see. No, 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 no it's just plain on the back. I do have some <laughs> swag I can bring next time. Next time we hang out, just. Uh, Getting into the office these days is, is, yeah. is, uh, it's kind of like a scene from ET. It's, it's empty. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. I'm convinced the Bosch head office is, is haunted. Really? Yeah. I didn't believe, I didn't believe my coworkers at first who, who, you're hearing me, some funny sounds. But working, working alone, you know, maybe it is. I think it might be. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hearing things, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Our last place had somebody. For sure. Really? Oh, yeah. Did you guys bring a Ghostbuster in and just check it out? Betty, who just left, she was working late one night and she heard. Oh, yeah, it is getting spooky. It's yeah. funny. Halloween's right <laughs> around coming, the corner. <laughs> no, coming up the stairs. Oh, no. No, it's too much. And she goes, Dan, Jim? No. And nothing, right? Packed up everything in. Time to go. Left. Week later... This couple comes in, walking up the stairs, walks into Dan's office. Dan goes, hey, like, who are you guys? Oh, we used to own the place. And, you know, this was our place. We used to live here and everything else. So they end up going over and talking to Penny. And Penny goes, hey, is this place haunted? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there's a guy geez. down in the basement named George. He used to live here back in the 1900s. I don't need to know oh. more specifics. And, don't tell me more specifics. He was scared <laughs> shitless. Oh, 
I think we should wrap up now. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go no, home. No, this place is not haunted, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not, where I'm do we want to go now, Jim? What do you want to ask Bosch here? I don't know. Like, um, hmm. What's the future of construction? Um, that's a the great tools, question. Right? Yeah. yeah, where is it going? I mean, everything like, is going cordless. Of everything. Course. Everything is going to go cordless. And but your twelve volts are almost as powerful as the regular eighteen, man. Yeah, I think the trick the trick is going to be that high output. the The next trick is the high output tools, like right. things like SDS, table saws, miter saws. Again, I don't want to trash other brands. I I don't. But I'll you, do that. You have to you have to figure it out. You know, slapping a second battery on there isn't. That's not an answer. It's, no, it's not no, an answer. No. I got a little story to share if you okay, want me to share. Okay, because I can't tell a story, so, so you go right ahead. I got Julio who works for me. He listens, and he, he always finds it funny when I give him a shout-out. But uh, Julio has a particular battery-powered yeah. miter saw. That's yeah. not Bosch. And uh, he was like, give it a try, give it a try. And uh, right off the bat, I didn't like how back-heavy it was. Mm. Ridiculously back-heavy. Yeah, you really got to force it to come down, right? Has the two batteries on the back. Mm-hmm. But what I found really, really interesting that basically just says, I want nothing to do with this. I never want to touch this thing ever again was I had to do a bunch of repeated cuts and the battery stopped. And in the middle of the cut, it needs a break. The batteries have to actually stop. It gives a little break because the battery is not working as hard as the person operating the tool. Yeah. And I was like, what the, yeah, this is ridiculous. And then he would just say, I think you broke it, Manny. I was going, no, I think I just used it to the point where it's not allowed yeah. to be used. And I think that's the challenge, right? Is, is one of the frustrating things about Bosch is people say you don't come out with tools fast enough. But one of the reasons we don't is because we can't do that. We can't afford to put something out and have Trashed. a bunch of users. Yeah come out and say never again yeah. we, we can't afford that so because that will happen it will that's enough for me i mean it's not that i was persuaded to even consider that my my next thing is i went online and looked at your battery version you have an 80 eight and a half inch one right yep. so and i remember seeing it at the show last year mm-hmm. right and i was like this is kind of cool but most of the time i'm on jaw sites i have power yeah but, but that's I where mean, you got i mean that's where you got to test them right on a real job site i mean yeah back when we were shooting the show they gave us some uh worm drive and and they were, you know, with the plastic body and everything else. And I said, here, try these things. And we were framing, framing a house. And end of the day, one gone. Next one. <laughs> and, and, and. I probably went yeah. through four in three days. And I said, guys, you, and they were pissed at us, you know, you guys wrecked them. I go, no. We used them. This is... Yeah. This is how framers work. Yeah. So number one, this is not going to work. If this is for your DIYer, oh okay. sure, it'd be great. But don't bring it to a site where we're actually framing a house. So they, I'll I'll, I'll add one more thing to that. Though. <laughs> What's that? I'll add one more thing to that, and it doesn't matter what color tool it is. Don't come to me having just got up off your desk to tell me how to use this tool. Right. I've been. I know how to use this tool. You yeah. make a tool that works for me. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the trick. Yeah, is that's what I've learned in in the last sixteen years. That's a very Bosch. good point. Yeah. Shut your mouth and listen when you go to a job site. That's what you get paid to do. Listen. Right. Yeah. Listen to what they're yeah. telling you and how to improve the thing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the guy's using the thing every day. Call it what you want. Use it or abuse it. Even if it is being abused, that's how. That's how shit works, right? Abuse, right? abuse to you. That's use to me. That's right. use, exactly. Yeah. There's yeah. two different things, right? Yeah. And I'm used to dropping tools and testing them and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. That's what's supposed to happen. Talking about the, um, you know, obviously the different tools and stuff. 
And this is a different brand. And, and it's been around for a long time. Not all, all of their tools are great, but it happened, it, it just happened to be most of the jobs that I went on back in the past was the, the Hitachi nailer, yeah. which was yeah. cast. And I, you know, I'd say to the framer, he'd say, dude, you know, that's like, Jesus, that thing's beat up. How old is that? Oh, it's 15, 20 years old. Yeah. I haven't done a thing to it. There's a lot of guys live by it. Live and that's by why, that thing, and that's right? why guys love that Hitachi nailer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they know that it works for them mm -hmm. and it does what it has to do. But then all of a sudden you'll get brands that come out and they'll start tinkering around with it. And it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It doesn't last. It doesn't. Like what, what's happened to them? I don't know. Like you don't see their stuff anymore. Really? Yes. No, they're around, aren't they're, they? They're around. Yeah, they're around. Hitachi, Metabo, hardly, hardly HP. hear anything. The, uh, Metabo bought them, or Hitachi? What's other the other way? Other way around. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Hitachi it was. bought Metabo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. But I know what you're saying, right? And that's why you live by it. I still have a green Bosch belt sander. Nice. That's <laughs> old. Seriously, that's I do. Old. Yeah. Three by twenty-one. Yeah. I don't use it, but I still have it, and I like having it. I actually, I like the green. But yeah. you guys, I mean, that was the North American market, right? The green, or how does that work? Green is the European product. The European product. But we did bring it years ago to Canada, just Canada, to give it a shot. But the green line is is more do-it-yourselfer. Right. And so we found a lot of green product trying to get onto job sites. And it's just, it won't work. They it, won't it, last. it won't survive because it's made for my garage, not your garage. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Use it once, twice a year. Exactly. So in my house, the Bosch tool arsenal I have gets used very rarely. So... <laughs> Oh, what do you got still in the box? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot still in the box. There's a lot still in the you box. You got any NICAD stuff? Yeah. Give it to us, man. Yeah, we'll take that's it. Right. It'll take about two days to charge up, but we'll I, use it. But we'll use it. That's right. <laughs> I didn't even yeah. ask you, Steve. So, what is your background? How'd you get into the Bosch game? Or I had absolutely no background in tools. Nothing um, at all. No, I got I got let go from my one job a month before my wife and I were expecting our first, and I'm in full panic mode. He kind of went through the same thing. Yeah. When he quit his job. Yeah. 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 I was told to quit. <laughs> <laughs> I was politely asked to leave. Yeah. But I got a really nice, really nice paycheck when I was asked to leave and shoved out the door. So I wasn't complaining. No, that's but a good thing. I got a job at Bosch um, immediately after uh, I got let go at the last place. And um, that was 16 years ago. So what was your background? Always marketing. Always, Always marketing. marketing. Yeah, just different industries. But tools, and Bosch was the first Bosch one. Bosch was the first tool. I don't, into I, I don't, if I ever leave Bosch, and that's a big if, if I'm ever asked to leave Bosch, I will not go to another power tool company. Right. I will move completely off. I won't go to the same industry. So in 16 so, years, what have you seen Bosch like? You guys are making noise now. In the last few to. years, you guys are starting to make noise. Yeah, but up until then, there wasn't a lot of blue noise. No, it was a lot of the other stuff, right? No, it was always, you know, we've always had our hammers on the job site and we always rely on that. But as you see stuff becoming more and more cordless every day, every year, more and more cordless, if you ignore that, then pretty soon gonna you're going to be that Bosch hammer company and that's it. Nothing else. Yeah. And it's, that's a very niche, you know, that's only worth 50, 60 million dollars in Canada hammers. That's not enough. That's not enough to run a, you know, a company with all these people and a warehouse and paychecks and you know, we'd be a much different organization if, if that was it. Right. Yeah. You know what I saw the other day online, Jim, was uh, a 12-volt circular saw, four-and-a-half-inch mm -hmm. blade. Three? Three-and-a-half. Three-and-a-half? Three, three yeah, three-and-a-half-inch blade. Yeah. It is the cutest-looking thing ever. <laughs> 
it's practical if you're like um i'm trying to figure out exactly like if you do specific finishing like you know when you're doing it's, finishing it's a finishing guy yeah you don't necessarily yeah, need little, a, a 12 inch cuts. Yeah, yeah like that kind of stuff yeah. right and i thought that was really great but then i found out that it's in europe and it's not coming to canada oh it is it's it coming is. when yeah. um next year next year though yep first quarter second quarter second quarter i think okay yeah. you, look, that, that we're a german company in europe we're number one by a long shot right? really yeah by a long shot we yeah. own europe so if you look at the planet and you say here's a product and we can sell a hundred million dollars worth in this market or ten million dollars in that market what are you going to focus on you're going to start in europe yeah yeah and then when your production capacity can keep up with a north american launch then you're going to move it over to to, to north america how big are we how big is canada in the scheme of things are we uh, are we on the radar oh yeah i think Power tools, if, if you include things like miter saws and table saws, you're looking at $900 million, almost a billion dollar industry in Canada. Wow. Yeah. Just in Canada? Canada. How much more is it? I mean, is it fair to say it's 10 times in the U.S. or no? Yeah, if you went with a 10 times rule, I mean, that's close enough. I mean, really? They've huh? got, yeah, they've got their data, but I don't, I don't follow the uh, American market as closely, but... Yeah, it's almost a billion dollars in, in Canada. I mean, I like that we, we've created such a niche for ourselves that, I mean, Canada, I think, is a thriving market. I think we yeah. build great. I think we can build competing to other countries. Mm -hmm. I think we yeah. do really well. I think we have skilled people here. Absolutely. I, just as much as we do in the States. I mean, it's just... But I, I see. I, I would challenge that. Would you say? I would challenge that. And say what? That Canadian... Built better. They do. I would. I wasn't going to say that, but I 100% agree with you, Jim. It's just we have a lot of U.S. listeners. Oh well, hey, <laughs> and we want to come to Canada and get trained. <laughs> no, and I, I agree. I think we're. I mean, when I first found out that we were the first place to build a passive house in Saskatchewan, the Germans came over here and did it, right? So it's like you start learning that Canada has adopted a lot of new things for technology that has gone south, right? But it came from Europe, but they came to Canada and then they got Canadians and mixed in with Europeans and Asians and put everybody together and they started creating these ideas. Yeah. And then I agree with you. I do agree with that. Because we were at like back in the seventies. So when I started the seventies, as tradesman buddy, 78, we were already being asked as a first year journeyman, if we were willing to go to the States and actually run the job really yeah because wow. our our uh, apprenticeship program was that much superior so that's, that's why i say that <laughs> that's good to say but that was the 70s that was back in the 70 80s you think it's still the case today i don't know i think it'd be borderline now because i think we've dropped the ball on education when it comes to trades a thousand percent yeah i'll tell you that was going to be my only question tonight of you guys my question to you guys is kids coming out of school are we shortage you know oh. trade shortage we're shortage and yep. they're not they're not ready they're yeah. not ready. they they need more they need a lot more education and it, yep. whether that's in the classroom or on a job site they just need to be informed more with really valuable information influencing it all set aside it's good but the thing is you got a lot of rock stars that think that they're great builders mm -hmm. but they need a lot more. i Jim, I still learn today. Like yeah, I go on a job site today, I still learn. Yeah. So if I'm still learning, I've been in the construction industry for 12 years and I have no problem absorbing something new and learning from it, then you as a brand new kid coming out of construction school or anybody like that or coming onto a job site, you should be embracing learning something new every single day. 
So I think that the ego should be set aside. I think they need to learn more. And I definitely think we need more. A lot more females going in there. Yep. I, I definitely think that. I'd love to see that. And then also I think that they need more education or more hands-on experience. Just need it in the schools again. Yeah. That's all it is. Like, you know, there's very, not that, that many you know, high schools that offer it. It's or even like grade seven and eight. Yep. Well, they're had, all taking I it out of it. shop. They don't have it anymore. I will say, I will say, my my older boy in high school, he um, the school he went to, we went for a tour before he started, and they have a very significant shop, and it's beyond just a wood shop. Like in, in Where's he going our to day in Brampton, okay, they had a framed up, a, not not a full house, but the a, a rough framing, three walls, I think. So they had a, a framing section. They had a, a conversation about electrical. Oh wow! Um, and it was a big room. Like, so the nice. old auto shop class that we had, I don't think they do that anymore, no. but this particular school had that size garage, but it was dedicated to the trades. Nice. Yeah. Where and I went, we had auto, impressive. electrical, electronics, carpentry, sheet metal, plumbing, and welding. Had all that. And there was almost 3,000 kids going to school when, we, when I was going to school. That's a lot. Yeah. So it's a tech school, school, right? Western tech. I mean, we call this the factory, right? Yeah. Yeah. But they don't. But that produced a lot of skilled laborers, man. Right. And now Mm -hmm. it's a gigantic school. And last time I heard, there's like 11, 1,200 kids going. Shops are gone. We got to get it back. That's the only way they're going to learn, right? How about opening up a Bosch school? Talked about that. Yeah. Not necessarily a Bosch school, but why don't we have a program where we sponsor schools? We did that with uh, Red River College. Um, if you go out to Red River College out in uh, in the West, it's, yeah, it's all Bosch. Yep, yep, yep. And how's that doing that school? Good, good. They they put out a nice glitzy video for us to show us um, their gratitude and stuff. It looked really. But are the kids really learning? Good. Are the kids like they go there? They're actually. I haven't been. Okay. Unfortunately, I'd just be curious about yeah. that if it's actually helping. That'd be I mean, brilliant. You know, yeah. especially you know if you're working with a high school that doesn't have any shops. And, mm-hmm. you know, you do it once a week or twice a week. Hey, you do, but you, you know, get bussed over to here or whatever, right? And get to use the tools and get to, to learn something, yeah. right? I remember reading an article at the start of this year, just before the whole COVID mess, was um, a lot of the 20, the millennials, mm-hmm. were jumping ship from those tech-based office environments because they all felt that they were soul sucking and I'm not dumpling your <laughs> really like being in an office environment. Yep. I mean, you're not an office guy. I'm not an office guy. A lot of contractors, a lot of construction people are not office people, but they were doing that and they were getting into the trades. They were, it's a good thing because they yeah. wanted to actually see something that they produced at the end of the day, instead right. of just being in a yep. computer and just going, okay, I sent this memo. I sent yep. this email. I sent this stuff. Yep. They just didn't feel that it was right. You're not doing anything. You're not making anything. Yeah. 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 You're but you touched it. on something last week or a couple of weeks ago when we were talking and I don't even, we were just talking and, um, I, I see a lot now with social media and Instagram and everybody else, but you, you came right out and said it that, all new contractors, they all want to be. They want to be the TV stars. stars. They right? want to be the stars. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's my concern is that you're, how, how realistic are, how much do you care about the industry? 
Like when I met Jim for the very first time, I think the first time I ever met you was at a Kohler event, but then I bumped into you at Brenlo. Yeah. You saw my van and you're probably looking at me going, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So all of a sudden, but then we, you, you can see that if you speak to Jim, he cares about construction. Yep. You can, and you know, within the first minute, if you speak to somebody, they care about construction. And the moment if I, I meet somebody, because I meet a lot of people through social media, they'll recognize me. I'll get a DM and they'll take a picture of my van on the gardener. And they're like, oh, yeah, you just drove by me. Right. And I'm like, it's flattering. It's great and everything. But I, when I want to speak to them, I want to I want to speak to them about construction. I yep. care more about construction than, you know, a selfie or do this or do that. I yep. care a lot more about, OK, what do you want to do differently? I like when guys reach out to me and ask me a question in your opinion. And recently it did happen. They asked me, man, would you go with a Bosch oscillating or would you go with a fine? And I said, to be very honest, I've got a fine that I bought 10 years ago. I paid 500 bucks for it, 15 foot cord on it. But I still use my Bosch more and more because it's cordless and I haven't adopted the cordless version of the fine one, right? Mm -hmm. But he was asking me both and I just said, you know what, to be honest, they're great tools, they're both good tools. But right now, these days, I use the oscillating Bosch one. And so he goes, okay, well, I'm gonna go check out both of them. That's the kind of influencing yeah. I think I like. Yeah. And that's the conversation. I'm always interested in anybody young approaching me and asking me my mm -hmm. opinion. And I tell them up front, I don't know everything. I mean, I hang out with people that know everything so then I can learn more. Yeah. That's how it works, right? Yeah. Like I mean, you hang out with other people that are really skilled at their trade so then I can learn tricks from them or vice versa. I can share my tricks with them and then we make the industry better. It doesn't matter what industry you work in. Listening is, is a critical skill. Thousand percent. For sure. Yeah. Gotta listen. For sure. Right? I mean, gotta yep. listen, gotta watch. Like that's what I say to these young guys. We hired two young guys now. We got one that's 19 and another one that's 23. I said, look, if you're not doing anything, just watch and don't be afraid to ask. Sometimes you'll ask too many questions and you'll get, get you know, you'll get told to. <laughs> I haven't got to that point yet. Yes. I know, I know. They do ask but, a lot of questions you know, sometimes. <laughs> when you're trying to get something done, right? But yeah. uh, no, you got to ask, got to watch. Yeah. And I said, you will learn more just watching. Yeah. I mean, didn't we all do that when we stop by and we're walking around and we see a construction site and we see the little peepholes and we look in there and for all of a sudden... We're there for an hour. Dude, I still do yeah. that. <laughs> We're there still for an hour. Yeah. Looking at the machines move. Look at who's doing what and what's like going on. I mean, like I will still do that and sit there. They'll probably, hey, check out the old guy, man. And I, But still, it's still really cool to see, <laughs> it is. right? It yeah. is. And it is. It's actually very, very satisfying to see a trade actually unfold the skills. Yeah. Figure out the game plan and come out and plan everything, line up everything and all this other stuff. Speaking of which, I know I asked mm -hmm. you this question the last time. You guys got rid of that laser level, the one that does the yeah. the vertical. Yeah. You know about this laser level? If you're doing a basement or you want to make sure that the concrete floor is perfect, they've got a level that splits and it tells you if it's down or up. It, it'll scan and they the stopped yeah. selling it. Yeah. Why? Listen to the answer. <laughs> it's a pretty expensive unit. You don't sell very many. It's, it's expensive to make and keep a product if it's just going to sit oh, in your warehouse. I would love to have that. Yeah. I'm dying for one of those. Yeah. I'm dying for But I recently did pick up the, uh, the tile uh, corner one with mm. the three angles on it. Cool. That's got, in my opinion, the sharpest laser on the market right now. Cool. It's a, it's a laser that you put on the corner and it gives you 90 and it gives you a 45. So when you're doing tiling. Squares everything up. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And it's elevated. So if, there's, if you're working on an unfinished floor and you've got... You know, you've got your um, the material down. It's not perfectly level. It's going to go over that any bumps or humps, so that you can see the line throughout That's the room. Amazing, yeah. eh? I'd love that other one that we just talked about. What do you call that one? I, what is that one called? 
Which one do we do? Uh, the laser the, one. The laser, yeah, the laser. Yeah. That, I don't even know what's it called. Like uh, the floor is level. Your, your products exactly. are all GS something or G something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just weird names. You no, know, because when you're if you're putting engineered hardwood or something, you're gluing. It's it perfect down for that. Onto the concrete floor, and then if some of it lifts up, you know, a week later, two weeks later, and the guy goes, "Hey, man, I told you I need to work in with a, you know, yeah. an eighth of an inch." Here's the laser. Paper. There it is, brother. I know. Yeah. yeah when I saw that, I was like, <laughs> yeah. "That's brilliant, man." But it's like a six hundred dollar laser or something. Yeah, maybe more. Yeah, mm. it was. Was yeah. <laughs> it was? Is it? You think, you think somebody's selling it on eBay? Might be somebody know. that's selling it. I don't know. Let me get on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve. So we're talking to you, uh, Steve Ipec from Bosch. So uh, at Bosch Tools Canada and and BoschToolsCanada.ca. You got to give us something because we're not going to the shows. So you got to give us something that's coming out next year, yeah. something new. Yeah, we've got, um, finally, I will say finally, because I've been just as frustrated as our, our loyal users. Um, we've got an SDS Max line of cordless hammers. Cordless. Yep. Even and the big boy. Yeah. Um, and the important thing. I saw that last yeah. year at the show. Yeah. And I was like, this is battery operated. And it, it gave just as much power as yeah. a corded. It's really. Yeah. I was like, in, I was in awe, honestly. Yeah. If, if you just got to check out the motor wattage, man, those things put out 1800 watts of power. It's, that's more than the corded version of, uh, of the So hammer. if you're using it, how, how long will you get out of that battery? Well, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. We were working at World of Concrete in Vegas last year and I was at the concrete station. We got, I got to the brick wall at 8.30. I had to change the battery at around three o'clock in the afternoon every day. A and whole that's, day. That's nonstop. That's nonstop. Yeah. It's crazy. It's the future. I yeah, mean, the battery is breaking. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm figuring that Bosch being the way they are and, and innovative, what are we doing about all the battery when they're toast? Step one is make sure they don't die. What do they call that? Planned obsolescence, right? The, okay. One of the things that you man, as a manufacturer can do is make sure they wear out after two years. So you got to come back and buy them. Right. <laughs> First thing you do is you don't do that, right? Because there is an environmental impact to that. And, yeah. and we don't like that. What we try and do is make sure that everything we create lasts. Unfortunately, that costs a little bit more money. You, when you look on the shelf, there, there is a price difference sometimes with Bosch. Sometimes not, but sometimes there is. And there's a reason for that. So just be aware of why that's 30 bucks more expensive for the Bosch. And that one isn't. Look at the battery. But is that you know? stated anywhere? There's not really any, there's, there's not really anything you can state. I mean, if you go to a service center and say, Hey, um, Bosch batteries versus that color battery, you know, let's pick, pick the number one cordless power tool company in this country and ask a service center and say, Bosch batteries versus those batteries. And they will tell you, yeah, Bosch never comes back. The Bosch batteries don't die because they're made to last. Right. And I think, and that's the heart of the system, right? So if your batteries are, are long lived and, and performing well, it doesn't matter how, how many tools you have in your line or how cool the tools are, or how if your battery's dying and you got to go to a service center every couple of months, that's not cool. That's not okay. See, these are things yeah. that you should be, I think should use for marketing, right? Especially now because green is such a big thing, right? Yeah. This whole carbon thing, right? Yeah. How long should those batteries be lasting in a, in a real tradesperson using them? Years, 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 not months. Really? Huh? Years. Absolutely. And if you do put out, and that's another thing, buyer beware. This is one of the things. You bone to pick in the industry. Yeah. Here we go. Sure. You put Let's out. It. Yeah. You put out a power tool, and you put out a warranty. The consumer walks into the big box and sees a big giant number in that warranty. But what they don't see when they get home is a booklet the size of the Bible right. on all the exceptions 
to the warranty. Right. If, I was that guy that first year. Yeah, you you duff a shit on the wrong day. Yeah. And your warranty is null and void. Yeah. It's yeah. it's I was actually told if you keep on coming back, we're going to actually blacklist you. Cuz I had to keep on coming back cuz the my, but right the warranty here. says lifetime the warranty says here, lifetime. and I could. But you keep on coming back because your batteries keep failing. Yeah, and then I eventually just gave up, and yeah. I said, "Forget it, I'm done." So, and that's and that is that I have a bone to pick with because people, guys like you, are busy. You're not reading fine print. No, right? You're getting in, you're getting out, and then you're getting to work, and you're getting let down. That I have a bone to pick with. That's, that's a money problem. Or- yeah. Time is it's money. true. It's yeah. true. One hundred percent. I know it's a cliche, but time is money. If you can't totally be on the job site, you're yeah. at a service center. Come on. Nobody likes to be at a service yeah. center. They, I mean, it's nice to be there just to update certain things, but no. Yep. Since we're up in Canada here in Toronto, but we also still get the same kind of weather up in the eastern seaboard of the U.S., <laughs> <laughs> which is really interesting. Let's talk about batteries and cold. Any things that we should, shouldn't do? What we. Sh- Lithium batteries, most of the color tools can can operate pretty well in the cold. cold. The best cold weather operating batteries are Bosch and Milwaukee. I wouldn't even look at the other ones for cold weather. Why is that? What's the reason behind that? It's not an engineer. It's the chemicals. It's the lithium ion. It's the engineering. It's the chemical engineering that goes into it. You can cheap out and call it lithium ion absolutely but it's the grade of chemicals you're using it's the grade of cell so does it matter where it's made no 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 it's how you make it it's it it doesn't matter if it's made in china or germany if you're putting the quality materials into the product it's going to last what's the design it's the r&d behind it it's the r&d it's how how does the tool communicate with the battery that's another that's another thing is you can you can go to any factory in the world and say, make me a crimper and a drill and a blah, 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 and just keep, make me everything and I'm gonna put a battery on it. If that battery doesn't work with that tool, you're gonna to be dissatisfied, you're gonna be pissed off, you're gonna sure. be upset with the performance, right? That's a reason, it, that's one of the reasons it takes so long to bring a product to market properly is, is you gotta make sure that, especially now we're talking about SDS Max hammers. Yeah. You saw the eight and a half inch cordless yeah. motor saw we have last year, we're launching the 12 inch glide next year cordless right? cordless right so Ooh. you're spending you're going to spend six seven hundred bucks on that saw one okay. battery yeah you're gonna put an eight amp hour battery on that I actually it's gonna think last forever you know what i yeah. actually just recently bought six eight amps and, and all yeah. the younger guys are like well those things are heavy i was like you're puny that's the difference <laughs> i'd like i understand what yeah. you're talking about <laughs> yeah. it's not a heavy battery man it's not it's eight- the the beauty the beauty of technology today is is the the cells that we're putting in our batteries today are the ones that you find in electric cars it's the state of the art it's the most powerful cell that's available today and one of the beautiful things about working for bosch is it's such a big company globally the biggest part of our business is automotive our mobility mobility solutions really? is what we call it yeah so 60 wow. percent of our company is automotive and all they're working on right now, the only thing they're working on right now is the electrification of the vehicle. Really? They're, we've got this giant division of our organization of like an $80 billion company dedicated to figuring battery. out cordless battery cell technology. I didn't know that, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. The stuff we're launching is that division's cast off. That's like, that's old technology. Here, take it. Go ahead. Hey, power tools division, go ahead. Take our old technology. We're working on next gen. Yeah. What's after the eight amp? Twelve. There's a twelve amp, right? Yeah. How big is that thing? Well, it's 
That's getting big. It's a bit of a boat anchor, right? It's yeah. still lightweight compared, like in the old days, you'd have four amp hour batteries that were that big, right? So it's yeah. still, it's still going to give you a tremendous amount of runtime. But in terms of size, you're going to want to put that on a on an SDS Max. You're going to want to sure. put that on a miter saw. You're not going to put that on a drill. You're not going right. to put a, a three pound battery on a one pound drill. <laughs> <laughs> right? A little drill driver, yeah. man. Don't do it. Don't do it, kids. So well, that's no why you have the four amp. Yeah, that's all that's it right. is. Yeah. <laughs> the technology is amazing. It's so much fun. I, it, but it's like changing every year though, right? I mean, there's something new, something new. That's, something new. that's another pet peeve of mine is breaking the cordless system. That bugs me so much. These companies come out and they launch a new technology and you got to throw all your old shit, shit in the garbage and you got to go right. buy the new stuff. Do you really have to? You don't have to. You but, can stick with the old stuff yeah. or you can go buy a Bosch cordless battery that, that, that hasn't changed. Aged. Right. You can put, and I love telling the story. I still have the first cordless drill we launched 12 years ago in my garage. NICAD? And it's still, no, everything still fits today. The lithium ion. I still have a Bosch NICAD. Oh, I was a tool snob. I would never buy NICAD. I, no I still have a Bosch NICAD and I still use it. But that lithium battery that I have from 12 years ago, it's, it's an, a, a 1.2 amp hour battery <laughs> will fit the SDS Max Hammer we launched next year. You guys kept really? the same the same technology. We had that's what I'm talking about. The automotive division had the foresight to understand, you know what? It's not about the tool. It's about the battery. So they put all the technology in the that battery. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Right. But nobody else is doing that. No, they, they have start to, changing. And they, they have put to, you put this big old SDS Max hammer, you can't use your old battery technology right. because it's not powerful enough to drive it. So you can't make it compatible. You can't. So you have to put a block in there to prevent this battery from fitting fitting into this new tool. Otherwise, it's not going to. And then all of a sudden, the tool becomes this monster because yeah. you have to attach all these adapters. Yeah. So that's definitely something yeah, that it's yeah. pretty cool. It's 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 fun. And and one of the other things, the amazing things about about Bosch is it is this eighty billion dollar company globally. But here in Canada, we're one of the smaller players. So we have the ability of being this small, young, you know, carefree organization. But we've got this gigantic R&D machine pumping out the latest technology that, you know, our competitors go and have to buy it on the open market. <laughs> you know, like we're inventing the shit that they're going out and buying. It's That's cool. Too funny. It's pretty cool. I mean, Bosch yeah. has itself, the company. Yeah, I, I was surprised to hear about the automotive side. Yep. There's the, like you guys got so many different branches yep. of businesses. Um, that, there is. But there's also a lot of Bosch technology and a lot of uh, vehicles. Yep. Just a lot. and like a lot of, I don't know. Someone was talking about Mercedes. There's like mm -hmm. technology regarding the drivetrain or something like that. There's, there's, there's a connection lot, there. There's a lot of connection um, in in not just automotive. In in cars, there's a lot of Bosch technology in in cars, and not just European models either. It's a lot of the R and D. Like you guys yep. are a, a huge amount of R and D. It's it's put into a lot of products yep. that people use that don't realize that. It's actually Bosch. Yep. Airbag technology is invented All by kinds Bosch. Of stuff. Yeah. There's um, so yeah. much. It's insane. Your your cell phone, um, when you turn your cell phone, your smartphone sideways and the screen flips, yeah. the chip that governs that is invented by Bosch. I didn't know that. Yeah. Seriously? When you buy coffee, when you go to the when you go to a grocery store and you buy coffee in the bag, you know that little air valve? Yeah. Invented by Bosch. 
crazy. I'm Are you kidding. kidding me? Yeah. No, we've got a packaging division, a packaging technology That's division. Insane. Yeah. I love that because you smell the coffee. You smell so. the coffee. It's so good. It makes me want to buy coffee. <laughs> yeah. What else? What else does Bosch like? I mean, oh, the appliances. Um, <laughs> oh, they do a bunch of appliances. Yeah, we do appliances. Absolutely. We do um, thermal. Um, we do tankless water heaters. Get into the medical industry? Medical industry. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And each one... Um, they got the cure, man. That's right. <laughs> For corona. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope they do. <laughs> oh, I wish we had. I miss my office mates. That's what I've always been... I mean, I'm a loyal follower, fan, yeah. user. You know what I mean? I can tell you the truth if I like or dislike or whatever. But yep. you guys also, all the good stuff on the back end that a lot of people don't know about. And that's how Robert Bosch started it. That's how he wanted it to start, yeah. and he wanted to keep it that way. Yeah, he didn't want to make it this monster of an entity. So then, all of a sudden, it can't be given to the smaller people, so to speak. Yeah, yeah right? he um, he wouldn't invent. He wouldn't create a car company. He invented the magneto and whatnot that went into the, the car. car company. Yeah, makes yeah. total sense. Yeah, so way ahead of his time. I do like that. What other? Is there any other tools that are uh, of interest that are coming out soon, or? The, the cordless stuff is, is the really big news. How's and the Starlock or the X-Lock doing? How's the X-Lock doing? It's a, difficult, it's a difficult product to explain. Do you know about that one, Jim? No. It's a toolless, it's a toolless blade change system. On for grinders. Grinder, for grinders. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. One of the roadblocks we're finding, anyone I show loves it. They love yeah. the idea. But the roadblock we're, we're running into is people think they're looking at that and going, oh, it's just another way for, for me to throw away all my, my tools and come to yours with a proprietary interface, right? Because they think it's another one of those games we're playing where we're trying to get you hooked on our drug and you have to come to buy it from us. But the reality is, is that's the new, that's the next, just the way it's the next going. system we're trying to create, right? So I, I, think it's, I think it's public knowledge now, but Makita, Makita has an X-Lock. I hope I didn't leak that out, but Makita has X-Lock. Oh, you'll have to let me know about that. But yeah, so that kind of makes licensing sense. Licensing that technology. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know a single tradesperson who doesn't have 15 different kinds of keys for their grinders. Right. So this because eliminates all that. No keys. It. It's just you pull a little latch and the, it releases the wheel. Oh, yep. it's brilliant. You literally change a wheel I've got a box seconds. that's full of washers and keys, keys. in it. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense, yeah. right? And, and but so I also think, in also defense of the tool suppliers, they don't stock all the blades that we would need. That's another. That's, that's the another other drawback, right? If you're yeah. using a grinder, a lot of these, a lot of these guys and girls that use grinders for a living, are, you know, I need some pretty specialized stuff, and if you don't have it, I can't be on your system. Yeah, right. I can't, and that, and, and you. How you can't fault them for that. No. If this is what I use every second day and you don't have it, I'm, I'm going to stick with what I got. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would see that it's probably the downfall, right? Yeah. Got the great tool, but hey, you don't have the things that yep. go with it. So it might just take a little bit longer that's, to adopt. I mean, like, how long was it before yeah. SDS got adopted? I mean, I'm assuming. It took a while. Yeah, SDS didn't just jump on Not the overnight. ship. At the, no, no, no way. But now every platform is SDS. Everybody uses SDS now. Either that's that right. or yeah. you're having a new shoulder, one yeah. or the other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we're, we're hoping that it takes off. We're, and, and it's available. We want to license it out. We want it to become the next standard. And I would rather see, you know, Makita, DeWalt, Milwaukee, everybody adopt it. And it's a better system. It's a better system. It really is. It is. Yeah. And it's so much safer. Um, 
again, oh, I've sure. just watching, watching guys um, and girls on job sites, you see them change blades because they can't find their spanner wrench. So they're using a nail or they're hand tightening. Or hand tightening is the one that I see all the time. Yeah. And, and that, that thing's spinning at tens of thousands of RPMs. Like you're going to cut your face open with yeah. that. And that's know? generally Crazy. the connection on social media that you'll see if you're watching that kind of video. Then you'll see the guy in the medical bed yeah. with a piece of something in his jaw. Yeah. yeah. I've seen, yeah. I've had a couple of those sent to me. <sighs> so it's, it, that'll be, we're hoping that'll be the next, the next interface that becomes think, a standard. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, seems like common sense a lot in construction right. is common sense until it actually happens and then they realize oh i didn't really think about that right, right. Yeah. but imagine imagine the homeowner too though because I, I think back to a few years ago i had to cut a, a couple of patio stones and i used a grinder to do it but not having ever used a grinder that's a terrifying tool for your first it is. for your first couple of times oh, right? it is the, the speed the, the kickback the, kick back, the, the exposed everything. blade is right there one of the things I found nerve wracking was, am I installing the blade right? Is this washer on the right way? Is it upside down or the right way? You're but you still did it. it anyway. And then you kind of just <laughs> let right. it go. And then let's just see if it works. No. See what you do is you close your right eye. <laughs> yeah. And you because turn your shoulder. the thickness of your right eyelid right. is a lot thicker than your yeah. left. So it'll protect yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine, imagine the, that homeowner who has to use a grinder once every five mm. years but now you don't have to worry about that change. You can, you can just do it. You can just done. do it and be confident that I installed it properly. Cause yeah. there's a resounding click when that blade gets on it and it won't turn on if the blade isn't properly engaged. Oh, perfect. Right. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So now, now you look at the professional. Um, so well, why would I use a DIY tool? Well, if you're using a grinder every day, you're changing that wheel a what, lot, 10, 15 times a day. Yeah. Right. And if each time you have to go find your spanner Key. wrench or it, or it, even if you have it on you, it still takes a couple of minutes. Yeah. Now bring that down to three seconds to change a blade. That's time, right? So there is an efficiency story there for sure. Well, it's time and safety, right? I mean, and it, safety. It, it, it yeah. won't work if it's safety not locked Safety isn't sexy place, though, right? right? Safety doesn't sell to these no, guys. It doesn't. That, yeah. No. But you know, to the site soup that, you know, the safety soup that, that, um, it should that is be in charge of safety. He cares, Yeah. you know, and, and, how do we make it sexy then, man? Because I know it's hard. It's hard to, I mean, I've always been, whenever I see anybody working any tools, I'm like, put on the goggles, put on the headset, yep. put on the mask. Yep. Just do it for me, please. It yep. just makes things a lot better. And the, I, I have seen on, on job sites that what I love the most is it's not the safety guy uh, that comes over and says, you know, put on the goggles. It's the job site influencer, the construction site influencer right. that comes over and goes, hey, kid, come on, put on the goggles. Yeah. Trust me. All right. All right. You know, that's, that's the important message to get across is, is not the, not the clipboard dude who walks over. Do you want a clipboard? No, it's all here, brother. It's all up here. <laughs> it's all up here. I didn't think you owned a clipboard. No, God, no, never have in my whole life. <laughs> no. See, I'm a, I'm a short man. <laughs> I have a clipboard. It makes me feel big. <laughs> I guess that's what it does. That's what it does. That's See, I got does. a question for you. Like on with your tools, do you get out to like union sites, like on the big commercial projects and stuff like that? So in Canada, we don't do a lot of, well, we don't do any product development. That's all handled out of the U.S. and Germany. But they absolutely do get out to site. They take prototypes out to job sites. 
I've asked, um, we, we've got a really good relationship now with, with our U.S. counterparts. A tremendous group of, of people. I, I love working with them. And so now they recognize that Canada is a unique market. We're very similar to the U.S. Yeah. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. But there are unique elements to this country. Right. So one of, the, one of the great things that's coming out of our, our friendships with, with uh, my counterparts is they're going to take some of those tools they put in the market for testing and bring them up to Canada. And what they do is they put, um, they put microchips in the tools. Here you go, Manny. Here you go, Jim. Go use this for a month and then bring it back. And when you bring it back, they download all the data, data. from that microchip. Of how we used how it. often you used it, how hard you pushed, um, what, kind of, you know, what kind of pressure was put on the motor, what kind of heat was generated, all that. It's brilliant. So, I'd be curious if you gave us a couple of tools and then see what Jim does and see what I do. <laughs> wow, Jim's tool is hardly yes. used. Yeah. <laughs> Jim's tool is sleeping box. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Manny's tool hasn't stopped. It keeps on going. <laughs> No, that, so yeah. that's actually good. You're doing real on-site uh, R&D, right? That's yep. really important. Yep, absolutely. And that's one of the, and, and again, it's one of the frustrating points for Bosch is, why the hell haven't you launched that yet? You keep talking about it. Well, right. maybe it got to the job site and it wasn't quite Perfect. to where. It's the R&D, man. That's, yeah. You guys don't, like you said, you don't want it to fail because if it fails, then you, that's the impression that the, yeah. the contractor is going to be left with. Yep. And then I go, you know what? I'm tapping out. Yeah. I don't want to use it anymore. Yep. It's, it's not true. worth it. It's too, it's it too makes, expensive. It, it to makes get a back. lot of sense, man. Yeah. So we do spend time. We do spend time on job sites that way. Once the tool is launched, we do spend time on job sites watching people use them for, you know, Gen 2, Gen 3. Yeah. Improvements, upgrades. It's, it's pretty cool. Small team. So things don't happen as quickly as, as maybe other companies. But it's a small, passionate team. It's a good group of people to work with. I always thought, I mean, I always looked at Bosch as like the, like the working guy's tool. I think you know what I mean by this. Now you have other tools for DIYers, right? Mm -hmm. But when I think of Bosch, I don't think of the weekender. I think yeah. of the guy that's an experienced trades person. Does this every day. Yeah. Where yeah. I look at some of the other tools out there that there you are. Strictly DIYers, even though you see them on the site, but I still look at them as a bigger, not a, a real, not a real, like a bigger chunk perfect. of their business comes from guys like me, not guys like Manny. Right. Yep. But that's a market. <laughs> that's why you see a lot of them thrown in the corner. Well, that's the thing about it. They'll just chuck it. If it breaks, then I don't feel so bad. Right. You know but you'll I mean? also, you'll also, um, and again, this is, you get up out of your desk, listen, don't talk, right? Yeah. So the risk, the, the, the risk you run is you go onto the job site and you see a tool that doesn't, I'm using air quotes now, that doesn't <laughs> belong on the job site. But the reality is, is what if that user, what if Manny's using that drill that doesn't quote unquote belong on the job site, but he's only using it twice a month? Who cares? Why would I spend 500 bucks on a drill I'm going to use twice a month? I'm going to spend 50 bucks on it's a drill. It's true. Right? Yeah. Don't tell me how to use my tools. Right. Listen to how I'm using my tools is, is the point. You're right. We don't make a lot of tools for the homeowner that would, that would sit in my garage. But that's not that it's not unimportant because that is still a market. Yeah. And that those dollars fuel 
the R&D that goes into the professional stuff, right? So you can't ignore that market. Right. It's important to, to think about it. But, that, the risk, but that's what I mean. There's a risk, though. Right. There's a risk. Right. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, if, you're, yeah. if, you're, if somebody asked me of image, that would be yeah. my image. Bosch is for the That's the risk. That is right. the risk because if, if you spend too much time on being here on Steve's garage yeah. and not enough time on Manny's toolbox on site, <laughs> right. then you're going to lose that professional image. Yeah. And then guys like Manny are maybe slowly going to start migrating away from your product. Yeah. It's a risk. Yeah. I don't know. I'm old school, man. I'm like loyal to the, to the bone. I don't know what it is. It's just I am. I mean, everyone knows if you follow me on social media, I was with somebody else. But there was a lot of profanity in between certain things, man. I was just like <laughs> discoverable profanity. You know what I mean? Like something wasn't working and just throw it because I didn't care about it because it wasn't work. Like you said on your job site, they brought it to the job site and real tradespeople used it normally and it didn't hold up. Yeah. It's just and that was the reality. That's just how it was, right? I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out, like, you know, the marketing side of things, Steve, like what makes a Bosch contractor? Why is he choosing Bosch? Like, is there, Such is a there a question? Is, is there like a DNA? Is there something like I joke about the concrete guys being Bosch or if Eastern European, you're no, Bosch. Or, yeah, it's you're not, not joking about it. That That's legit. That's legit, that right? Legit. That's yeah. totally legit. Yeah. So, I mean, all of a sudden you get another tool brand comes along and they go, this tool will screw 103 screws versus that Bosch tool will do 101 screws. That's not enough of an, uh, an influence for me to say, no. I'm going to go switch over now. No. And you brought it up earlier where the battery platform is hard to let go. Yeah. Like once a contractor commits to a battery platform, oh. it, it's going to be hard. It is hard. I mean, yeah. like, it's like you're paying. Okay. If you legitimately, I just bought those batteries. I got a great deal from tool Academy, a buck 49. For a single eight amp Bosch, yeah. which I think is a great price. That's a smoking price. That's a great price. Retail is one ninety nine for one battery. That's one battery. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like to give up that battery platform. That's a hard decision yeah. to be made, right? So I think that, and you know, HVAC guys love red. Yeah, it's, it's just how they are. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell, I'll tile tell you guys that. love teal. Concrete and trim guys do love Bosch. Yep. You know what I mean? You do get the trim and rough framers yep. are yellow. Yep. It's just like there is that loyalty, right? So I'm just trying to figure out what, what makes a certain guy's DNA a certain tool. That, that's a tricky thing because I, I can't remember what job site it was we visited just to, just to talk tools with, with some of the guys. It was somewhere downtown. I can't remember. Commercial site. It was a commercial site. Yeah. And one of, no, not one, there were three or four guys. And we were talking about the exact question you asked, how long will that battery last? Which is a tough question to answer, it is. right? Because what are you doing? What do you, how yeah. old is the concrete you're drilling into is the first question. What's the aggregate? Where in the yeah. country are you, right? The different aggregate these all are, over the country. These are all key factors. Yeah. I would talk to these guys and both of them, I, I'm not going to say, I don't want to trash brands. They were, they were I'll both on, they were both on the same battery platform. And when I told them the, the world of concrete story that I got to around three o'clock, almost every day drilling almost nonstop, they were blown away because they said they had to change their first battery somewhere around nine 30, 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, for sure. And I'm like, and then you're humming away charging, right? Why do you stick around with, why do you put up with that then? You know, like I didn't say that because again, you listen, you don't, yeah. you don't judge, but I'm just like, why, if, if that is so upsetting to you, why do you put up? I will right now, I will buy back all of that color tool right now. Uh, 
No, I've been, I've been with them for so long. Oh, no, no. Yeah, like, what? Why? Guys are loyal. Though, is it a right? marriage? Is it just they're like they're stuck in this I thing? Is that what it is? I don't know. You know what it is? They're an abused spouse. That's what they are. <laughs> That's what they are. They, they feel trapped. They can't. Guys, it's not, it's not something to laugh at. <laughs> they are trapped in a relationship with an abusive, abusive brand. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that you said it. I yeah. think it, but you said it. That's so right. it's, you know what it is. I think it is that they're just trapped in that situation. They're like, I can't get out. I just can't. But you can. Well, that, we will help they, you. We will switched, help you get out. <laughs> when they ended <laughs> up coming out with a 20 and a 12 and you couldn't use the same no. charger. That annoyed yeah. the hell out of me. Oh. Then now you got to buy new chargers. It just annoys yeah. you. You're just driving, but I'm stuck in that marriage. I'm stuck in that right, relationship. Yeah. So I'm just trapped. Yeah. That's all it is. I'm trapped. Hit me again. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. But I, but see, I could see for you know a guy, a DIY guy, wouldn't bother changing because he hardly uses it. Yeah. I had a client, like I have a client right now. The neighbor showed me uh, a yellow Nikad that he bought like mm-hmm. 15 years ago. It looked like it was right out of the box <laughs> because he hardly yeah. uses it. Yep. He says, listen, it's charging. It's fully fine for the one, two times a year I use it. It's great. I wouldn't switch. I was like, yeah, it makes no sense for you to switch. Why would you? I have no reason yeah. to switch. Yeah. I would switch. That's because it, it wouldn't work for me. It wouldn't last. You're using it every day. And that technology is outdated from anyone. It's not, it doesn't matter who, whose color tool it is. That's outdated technology. You can't live like that. You can't be charging your, your battery every 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. You can't. Some people are, though. Yeah. They have that hum going on all day long. With like multiple, uh, yeah, but it's like you're just talking about the you know the, the guy's changing at nine thirty. What if he puts it down? He forgets to put it in the charger. Smoke break, right? Smoke break. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> waiting for break. that little light to stop <laughs> blinking. Right. Yeah. That's the other thing. Is that's the other thing. You can't you can't take a hot battery and just throw it on the charger. Right? It's got to sit there for a half hour to cool. No, but you can with Bosch. You sure can, buddy. <laughs> oh, you sure can. No, but you guys also have the new rapid charge button yes. thing, which yeah, I the turbo charger. I just do it. I don't know if it's doing anything, but it just does it. It's and magic. It's like turbo a button. Charge. It's a turbo yep. charge. You hit this button. It's actually awkward to gra- kind of get the button if it's on the floor. If Yeah, if it, the battery is on. Yeah, if the battery's yeah, on, it's a little hard it's to... underneath. Yeah, and I got the thumbs, so it's like you're trying to get yeah. it. It's almost like hitting the meat hooks on this A whack-a-mole, right? A whack but yeah. but the Two thing thumbs. is but it's 20 minutes 20 yeah. minutes it charges an 8 amp battery yeah. 20 it. minutes it's awesome i can smoke two smokes and come back and the battery's fully charged i don't smoke yeah. by the way but i mean that's that just stuff will kill you <laughs> i don't cigars occasionally once in a while but that's what i and you guys just launched that didn't you yes. earlier this year yeah yeah, yeah. That's a, a couple months I, i've got three of those chargers i love those chargers those things man. are amazing it's what it does is it'll when you hit the turbo button it pumps out 16 amps to charge the battery but it'll it'll stop at 50 percent, so it doesn't burn out the cells right so the battery still lasts yep you cut it off at the 50% mark and then go back to a regular regular level of uh, charge level, 8 amp charge. Yeah. And then back to that yellow brand with the double battery on it that looked like two bricks <laughs> that I was repeated cutting going on there and it died on me. Yeah. It took like almost two hours to charge. Well, that's the thing is if one battery goes down, you got to, it goes the down. Tool is down. Oh, it goes yeah. down. The tool's down. Hand in hand. And if you lose the adapter that gets connected to it for yeah. it to be a corded tool, which this particular individual can't find it now, he doesn't know where it is because yeah. he's so used to using the batteries. So you can switch it back and forth. You can, but if you lose that adapter, 
it's kind of like looking for your VS, VCR cable connection drawer that has everything going. I think, everything this, I think this one works. I think that one might work. This no. Yeah. But, and and I, again, I, I will say it again. I, I do not want to trash any other brands because the reality is, is they're doing better than us in Canada. Right. Globally, not so much, but in Canada, they're doing better than us. So I gotta, I gotta shut my mouth though. Right. When you see something like that, you, you can't not speak. Yeah. Right? Like it's, you, you have you to say something. You can't accept that, sir. You, you, you have to put that down. You have to do better for yourself. You work too hard to accept that. <laughs> you know what I noticed? <laughs> that you guys weren't on that many shows, were you? You weren't on any. None. None. No. I have a story, but I'll save it for another time because it'll get me into legal trouble. <laughs> but where the other, but no, but just the other brand just threw the stuff. At oh us. yeah, like yep. here, use it, use it, use it. So of yeah. course, all the guys are just going to use it because it's freebies, right? Let's go. Yeah. But yeah, we're the, burning the shit out left and right. You don't see that after the show. No, you don't see that on the show. It happens after after the filming stops, but. I remember getting the phone calls and, and the problem, the problem with Bosch is we are a tiny player in this country. How do you say yes to, you know, the Jim Carrick show and no to the 15 other people that are calling you and which one do you pick? Right. It's, it's overwhelming. Right. Yeah. So we, we got stuck in that where we got left out. We were left behind. I don't think you were left behind. No, I don't think so. I, I, I think, um, I think that was a good move. By Let me not rephrase that. We got left behind. We didn't. Ha we weren't on any shows. Whether that hurt us or not, I don't think it did. I don't know if it did. No, because the the guys that were building the the condos downtown at the time were they going home and watching HGTV? Nope. I don't think so. And that's who we were selling to, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. do we? What little money I have, do I spend it on? You know, HGTV. That's what I watch. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not Bosch's target though. Right. Yeah. And that, that was our problem. And I hope I'm not getting in trouble by mentioning HGTV because oh, it's great, but, you can mention it. but it's, I won't say it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's great for, it's great for the whole, you know life. what? It's, it's great, great for, for entertainment. Entertainment. It was good. It had good intentions when it first came out. I have nothing wrong with it. I think. Yeah. Was my thought anyway. Yeah. So does that trap relationship that you're in right <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not putting any of it down because it, it just it was that i didn't have the budget to be able to do that right and the trade school and the job site visit and converting See, that guy that's why i don't think you guys problem. missed out i yeah. think you guys were actually focusing, focusing. on, on the to, right side on the real side yeah. on the, you know yes. what yeah, yeah. On the real absolutely had and that's what makes you think jim that when you look at bosch you think of the tradesperson you think that's of them. where I saw it. That's what I yeah. started out with. Yeah. All right. All right. No harm done. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get into a troll. I mean, I could ask you, Steve, what's your favorite HGTV show out there? And I could trash it. I don't watch want. TV. No, you don't, don't watch, watch TV, TV online no. or anything like that? No. Um, I, I think we, we, we binge watch shows when we get onto something and then we'll stop. Um, you know, TV isn't something I watch anymore. I just... Yeah, I'm the same just, way, dude. I'm, busy, I too busy. I, I'm just the same way, man. Put on CP24, see what the weather's like, and then it's Not gone. even that. Yeah. I have an app for that. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, it's on my phone. If yeah. I want to know what's going to happen in the next hour in the weather, I just look at the app. It's yeah, done. Yeah. It's, it's usually Netflix for me and, yep. and YouTube now. Just yep. troll through there and see what's on. And that's it. Yeah. But you guys dive. I mean, you, you went in a tiny bit into the tracking 
market the bulldog was it the bulldog or what was it called again the hound oh the uh, the blue hound the yeah, blue yeah, hound yeah. that's it um, the, yeah that's yeah. we just we just launched that it, the tricky part with that is is getting the the folks to understand what it is because when you first talk about it the first thought is oh so my tools won't get stolen well it's it's not about that prevention yeah it's really for medium and large size companies for inventory tracking so if you you know you picture a hundred bajillion dollar construction company with job sites all across the continent, how do you track your assets? That's right? difficult. Yeah, it's difficult. And how do you make sure that they're being used efficiently? And how do you make sure that they're all up to date on certifications and codes? So Bluehound is more about managing inventory and being able to track multiple job sites. And the beauty of that is it's not a scan based. So you don't have to sit there and scan every tool. Right. It's Bluetooth based. So as you walk into the room, it tracks what's in the room. It tracks what's in toolbox AB124 on floor eight of job site 242, for example. You know what I mean? So that's, that's pretty cool. You can, that is very cool. You can maintain inventory. It's all system-based. And you can say, wow, we've got a quarter million dollars in inventory sitting on job site 242. Oh, no wonder. We're two months behind schedule. That's, that's You're tying up dollars. But you have the data that's attached to that too as well. Yeah. So when you know that tools, because everyone knows this, tools do need service. Exactly. You cannot use it as a real contractor and not need service. It will need service it one needs day. Service. Yeah. But if you have that hound, then all of a sudden it's it's yep. relaying the data, right? Yes, it is. And you can track you can track age as well and safety certifications if that's the thing. And you don't have to use it on Bosch tools. You can <clears> put Blue Hound on Anything. your trucks, on your equipment, on your scaffolding, your rigging, and then oh, you I can also that. tie. That's great. Yeah, and then you can also tie. In the system, it'll say when was the last time so and so was inspected. Your 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 harness. When was the last time wow. your harness was inspected? Oh, look! It just warned us that it's coming up. We need to inspect Jim's harness because it's it's coming up. To I didn't know that. Wow. Man. Wow. Yeah. So it's more about the software. It's more about inventory tracking. It's not about you know. God, it's Jim you talk about this, and I'm and I'm thinking back again to my apprentice days, where you had the hot pen. And because yeah. part of the plastic body on the on the brush, right. you know, we had to put in a number. So I worked for this place called Principal Heating. So it was pH and then a number. Yep. Right. 20. And that's that was it. I yep. engrave all of mine, man. Right. You I engrave all, all right? of mine. Every single as soon as I get it, crack it open and I engrave it. It's done. Yep. And then the best part is when you bring all your trades on a job site, and all of a sudden you look at their tool and they're like, "That's interesting. That's my battery." <laughs> How did that get into your box there? Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, sorry, that. boss. How's that work? <laughs> yeah, no, that was that's, that's yeah. crazy. No, that's pretty crazy, man. So I, I want to kind of wrap it up now, Steve. I really appreciate you finally getting out and, and talking. I've been itching to do a Bosch podcast for the longest time. Thank you so much. No, this has been great, and we learned a few things. And yeah, I've always I definitely been a fan. learned a lot, man. Yeah, I mean, it's like I've been on the tools for a while, so it's <laughs> this is great. You don't need to be on the tools, man. No, I You're done. Know about it though. Yeah, it's good to know it, so you can share it when you get on yeah. the job site yeah no that's so, great yeah i'd love to i'd love to join you guys on a job site too just to see that'd how be amazing come by yeah. and check it out yeah. it'd be fun yeah it'd be lots sure. of fun bring a yeah. hoodie i will definitely bring some <laughs> toys yeah for sure don't you worry I wink got you. wink i got you I hoodie got you. hoodie <laughs> yeah. no steve thanks so much so yeah catch steve at uh, on ig at at bosch tools canada and then also the website is www.boshtoolscanada.ca and i really appreciate your time man thanks 
Honestly, thanks, thanks so much. It's this always great fun. to talk yeah, about tools, great man. seeing you again, man. Yeah, good so, to see you too, buddy. Yeah. Thanks to uh, Jim there, and uh, we'll keep on going. We'll see what we're doing next week. We're going to talk to Dan. Yeah, we'll talk to Dan. Dan or Darren or Dan. or I don't know. How many Dans you got in here? two Dans. Two Dans. You got Mechanical Dan. And, and then Dan Dan. Dan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dan. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Check it out on all the platforms. And once again, Steve, really appreciate it, man. Cheers, boys. Thanks, thanks. man. Right. Take care.